Hello and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online, the same thing these days. You get there by clicking a link. The link exists at another link that you have to hit first to get to that other link. Oh, this will make sense in a second. Go to www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. That is our homepage, the homepage of our website. And when you get there, there are two links right there at the very beginning, right below the big picture of the microphone on which I am speaking right now. The second of the first two links, the second of the links on that page, uh, will open up what we call our radio loop. Now, you may very well be listening to it right now. You're listening, if you are, to a, uh, to a version of this show, this very show, that's running on a separate computer here in the studio, running in a loop again and again and again. It gets to the very end. It starts all over again. It is being pumped out live, live, uh, live off of a recording, off of a, a separate computer, live into my local uh, little modem over here in the studio. And that modem, of course, is connected to some kind of servers someplace in the universe by some means, it's bouncing off of satellites, it's, it's splitting off of nodes, all at, at, at just mind-numbing speed and ultimately finds its way into your ears by whatever listening mechanism you decide to use, provided that listening mechanism is internet-enabled. Uh, the other alternative to hearing center-left radio, of course, is to go to same the same link, www.centerlefttalkradio.com. Go and hit the first link on that page, and that takes you to our rather standard podcast feed. This show that you're listening to right now, for as long as it's running in the radio loop, will be the first show at the top of the list in the podcast feed. Now, you can also get podcasts of Center Left Radio the way you would get well, the way many people get their podcast, not by bothering, not you don't have to go to our to our uh, to our website. You could go there if you want to be generous to Center Left Radio. We always appreciate that. Uh, but but you you can you can pick it up wherever you get your podcasts. And in that case, simply go to look for Center Left Radio. Uh, regular listeners of this show, um, and there are, there are a, a number of you, and I appreciate that tremendously. Uh, there has, you know that my, my, um, my direction of late has been uh, with, uh, my, my thoughts have gone with the, the state of the country as we go through what we're going through of late. And it's hard not to be in that mode. I think I explained on our last show 
that my writing, and I, I do, uh, I'm, I'm in the process of completing a mini-series right now uh, that, that basically is introduced by a book that's already out there. I'm not going to get into any more than that, except to tell you that there's going to be quite a marketing push done uh, sometime in the, in the summer to get all of this stuff out there. Uh, and of course, with the, with the major uh, intention on my part of getting the miniseries produced and on where miniseries go on TV. Uh, it's, it's a necessary piece. It's, it's not just entertaining. It's absolutely necessary. It's about the nature of hope in the world we live in right now. It's not a fantasy. Yes, it's fiction. But by God, it's not a fantasy. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping uh, to be able to give you more information about that as time goes on. But as I say, uh, the writing of that show, because of the nature of what's going on in the world right now, and particularly within America, uh, I, am, I am in a sort of a, in a loop of my own, uh, in, an information loop, not so much a radio loop, but a, but a, uh, a spiritual loop where what I am experiencing uh, in America uh, invariably in some form because of the nature of what I'm writing uh, finds its way, if not in specific details, certainly in mood and spirit uh, into what I am writing. And it, it's, it's a, I, I, I don't know how to describe this to anybody who's never done this or found themselves in this position. I, I, I imagine it's a rather unique position to find oneself in where your writing is basically being influenced. I, I suppose if you're a news writer, for example. If, if you're working with a newspaper, you're working on air, you're, you're working with, an, with a, uh, an online media service where you have to constantly translate what's happening in the real world into some kind of objective uh, commentary, something, something real. I mean, I'm doing commentary here, but I'm not necessarily obligated to go through a, a, a statement of what the news is about. There are people who spend their, their do for a living. You have to basically constantly bring to paper, to, to the spoken or written word, the information in the world around you, hopefully in as objective a form as you can, but still be enough to be interesting and to hold a reader's or a viewer's attention and or get past your editor's, uh, you know, predilections for whatever your editor uh, happens to have predilections for. But th that's a little different. In fact, I would argue it's very different than what I'm doing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking in this information and I'm filtering it through characters and events that are, by definition, fictional and trying to extract the essence of it and then reformulating these ideas into events and facts that are credible within the lives of my characters. And it's a it's it's a very emotional process. I uh, it, it, it takes it takes a lot of 
a lot of spiritual concentration. Uh, it, 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 it demands an awful lot of feeling about what you're experiencing and, and trying to carefully uh, weed out all but the essence of it or all but the essence of it that's applicable to a particular moment in the storyline you're in. I, I don't know that I'm describing this as well as I want to. It's, it's a unique experience, and I, I would wish it on anyone listening to me right now. I would wish you would have the opportunity to find yourself in a real-time situation writing fiction that for whatever reason, I'm, I'm, I could get into a whole separate set of uh, comments about this, why am I at this point writing stuff that is uh, meld, melding with or comporting uh, with the stuff that's happening in the world. Why do I find myself here after a 13 after being part of a project for 13 years? Literally. Why at this moment as I'm as it's all coming in for a landing as it were 13 years later, why have I gotten to a point where I'm literally dovetailing into merging with the reality that I'm experiencing around me. What could have possibly made that happen? Uh, uh, well, uh, you had a subconscious urge to basically find yourself where uh, the world was, and it sort of fulfills. An, uh, yeah, that, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's. I guess that's 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 possible. I'm I, I'm 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 wish fulfillment, as it were, of sorts. But I, I've thought about that rather specifically, and I don't believe that's the case. Uh, I believe I'm writing about what I'm writing about right now because of a spiritual thing that basically generally defines spirituality, a connection of everything and everyone in the universe. We, we, we realize that connection in our lives if we really focus on it. And the implications of that connection are realized, are, are made real within the context of what we do, who we are, how we perform. As a writer of fiction, very much aware of my connection to the universe, the spirituality, if you will, of everything that we are all a part of. My opportunity to reflect that in writing is, is always there. But, but the awareness and, and the intention that comes from that awareness produces <laughs> change in the universe. And it makes, it makes my my capacity, my opportunity to write what I'm writing all the more immediate and all the more real. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't say it any, any more clearly, and, and perhaps that's not clear at all, but it's real because I know it and because I'm experiencing it as I write, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sensing it as I speak to you. 
Does that does that make uh, does that make uh, me a little bit nuts? No, not at all. In fact, I think it makes me a little more. Well, you know, we maybe we we have to re-examine our our, our definitions of rational. But we've always, you know, in all, in all of our religious uh, traditions, we talk about spirituality. We talk about religious connection. We talk about a, a a an affiliation with the divine, and on and on and on. More often than not, that those things are sort of subsumed into sort of momentary emotional uh, outbursts, if you will, that that largely might focus on uh, feelings of, of what? There could be hope in there, or there could be just a general flush of, maybe even fear can produce the type of things that uh, religion tells us we're supposed to be feeling, and that and that is taken as uh, as a sign of our uh, our sort of hierarchical relationship with a divine force, God, if you will. But that's different than what I'm talking about. This is not some hierarchical uh, reaction. This is not a fear. Uh, being being uh, being obligated to do that which supports the institution, and being in awe of how big and powerful the religious institution is, has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It's simply, really, knowing that I am one with everything else in the universe. And that my capacity to interpret and to, and to put out stuff that not only reflects what I feel about being part of that universe, but can actually impact the whole universe. This is the amazing thing that we, we, we have. It's a two-way flow. I know that sounds hard for people, especially in, in Judeo-Christian and in, in Abrahamic religions to think of because it's always a one-way flow with God. We, we appeal to God, but what we get back is what God decides is going to happen. We, we have no real input other than to do what God wants us to do. In a sense, this is part of it, but what I'm talking about is actually because we're all part of this universe, we have the option of affecting change in it by just the very nature of our affiliation with it. Does that strike you as fascinating, strange, incredible? But I assure you, I assure you, it is. I, I, I okay, let, let me get away from that. I, I, I wanted to, and by the way, let me, let me just also preface what comes from this point forward. It is Friday. Uh, that means, and by the way, it's the 22nd of April. It's 42222 uh, for those of us in, in America who, who put the month before the date and aren't going with the, in either an eight or a six digit uh, expression of the, of the calendar date. So it's 42222 or 0420 or 0422. Well, no, I like it. It works better what I'm saying. 42222. That's what it is today. 
And uh, however you wish to express that, David Bach will be joining us in our second segment this morning. As always, I look forward to it. And as always, especially in recent weeks and months, uh, there's no shortage of stuff for David to talk about. But what I wanted to talk about a bit before David's appearance this morning, uh, more and more, we are hearing of late about how, uh, how incredible it is that Donald Trump and, and people like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and a whole bunch of other people, how incredible it is that they either didn't know or weren't directly involved in the events leading up to or after the insurrection on January 6th that there is a complete uh, inter-exchange of people uh, being involved in the process. And, and we know that, in all likelihood, we, we don't know this specifically, but we know that Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice uh, is part of uh, an investigation. Much of that investigation is actually taking, well, we know the public investigation that's taking place with the, with the House Select Committee that's studying the events of January 6th. We know where they're going. We know what we get in the way of reports. We know what we hear from Adam Schiff. We know what we hear from Liz Cheney. We know that there is most likely more than enough information out there right now to bring down a series of very high-level indictments. And we hear this in the press regularly. Yet we don't hear, we, we, we don't, we'll talk about this. You'll hear the media, the media will discuss this. I was listening this morning on Morning Joe on MSNBC, and the media will talk about the fact that they've got all this information, it's there, how can they deny it? And the reaction is, the reaction of, 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 the, of the commentators there is almost a, 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 a sly chuckle. Well, come on, we know, we know they've got it. <laughs> We've got all this information. And if, but, but, but you see, at the, on the other side of that sly chuckle, the reaction to it, what they're discussing, what they're talking about, are criminal acts. You see, there, 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 is, there is criminality from Trump through the ranks, through a whole bunch of other people, and it's been established, or we're being told it's been established, we're being told we have to wait till the Department of Justice does something about it. But there's no doubt in most people's minds, I would argue, certainly on to the left of the center, as it were, and I would imagine to most people on the right of the center, there's no doubt that Donald was leading the charge on, on, on January 6th. No doubt that he was trying to take back the White House that he had lost. No doubt about it. But... You see, it's okay. It's, it's part of this never-ending show, the never-ending Donald show. This is, this is, and now I will, I'll go right out and use the word, this is the brilliance of Donald. He learned a while back 
that as long as he could present himself as a cartoon character, and he does, he would suffer no more consequences than a cartoon character suffers for their on-screen antics. This all goes back to the basic, to the basic uh, Trump dictum, which is, I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and they wouldn't do a damned thing to me. And it's, it's basically true. But, you see, we reach a point where there has to be a decision about the cartoonness of Donald and the people around him. Right, right now, you have you have. For, I mean, let me let me give you a sense of how this plays out. Really, you, you have a Ron DeSantis, you have a Greg Abbott in in Florida and Texas. They're busily out there putting out these outrageous, outrageous laws about really just 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 mashing the mashing up the lives of 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 of, of uh, gender uh, change kids, of transgender kids, of of creating a whole issue about homosexuality and everything else in schools where none was necessary, just going ahead and playing the uh, culture war card again and again, and things that just taken out of their context, just within their own context. If, if, if a politician were to do this, just on their own, with no other reason but they felt like doing it themselves, there would be a lot more backlash, I would argue. But because all of the things they're doing are within the context of the life of Donald, as it were. It all comes from the four or five years of anger and anxiety that were before and during his presidency, all of the derision, all of the not-subtle racism, the not-subtle uh, isolationism, everything else, certainly the sexual anger and the capacity to lie. Since, since Donald is still a wash, or it's all a wash in Donald. There is another level, and, and I would think of it almost as a protective layer that is given to this type of bizarre and otherwise unacceptable and definitely un-American activity. In fact, downright contradictory to many of the laws that have already been passed and that have been clarified and accepted by the Supreme Court. So a lot of what's done, it's known damn well that it'll be challenged and provided the, the Supreme Court doesn't collapse at some point, and stop being or acting mostly like the court is supposed to be, many of these things will go away. Why would this even be tolerated? What politician in their right mind would attempt to put out laws like this? Who would go ahead and brazenly attempt to jerry-rig the next election to purposefully and openly try to keep certain people from voting to always have sort of a little snide wink and a nod to people who basically saying essentially yeah we know that what this is we know what it accomplishes we all know that but it's okay why is all this okay i ask you think about this why is it okay why then do people on the left 
get all riled up and we go ahead and we get on the air and we start talking through our commentators and, and we begin going back and forth and saying it's ridiculous, it's horrible. It's like, why is any of this even reasonably, potentially possible? Why aren't we just so repulsed and why isn't it what it should be? Why isn't it objectively so reprehensible, the type of laws and actions that are being taken by a DeSantis and by an, an Abbott? Why is that even vaguely possible? Why can he suddenly, why can DeSantis suddenly change the rules that Disneyland has operated under for, uh, uh, for 50 years? Disney World in Florida simply because they don't like the the uh, the rules that he's passed about you know uh, quashing free speech in public schools. Why? Why can he suddenly go ahead and do all this and not get instantaneous pushback? What what is what is the what is the big marshmallow buffer cushion that allows all this to be perpetuated? Why don't we act like Americans? Although some would argue we are acting like Americans, but we're, we're acting at the basest level of, of, of motivation for Americans. But why does this happen? It's easy. It's easy. Donald is free. As long as Donald walks around scot-free, all of this can continue at any level without fear on the part of these politicians for a reaction that would otherwise be elicited in any civil society against these types of things, uh, without the normal pushback, because the vast majority of populations don't want all this, but the, this minority-generated, yeah, red meatish sort of reaction is permitted to carry the day. Why? How is that possible? What politician, what politician under normal circumstances wouldn't say, no, wait a minute, you know, wait, I, I'm, 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 I'm way the hell over the line here. This is crazy. But not only cross the line once, but cross it again and again, and they keep drawing the line further and further away, and you keep crossing it. Why? Because Donald walks around Scott free. And he is this massive, massive permission slip for all of this crap. He is the cartoon, the living, walking cartoon that makes it all slightly unreal. There are no rules dictating or governing how reaction will take place to this stuff. There are no rules of decency. Why? Because it's happening within a cartoonish kind of an environment where people can basically react as though they were in a theater watching a show and getting all riled up, where you don't have to deal with this once you walk outside of the doors of the theater into daylight once again. You can basically function as though you are watching a show. It's always, always, it's always some, some spin-off, some variant on the Donald show. That's all this is. Once Merritt Garland indicts Donald Trump, and we, we've, we've had shows on this, there's no way he can't 
without basically surrendering the rationality, the purpose, the ethics, the everything of the Justice Department for all time. Once that happens, the show is over. Once consequence for criminal activity is once again linked to people who otherwise are living like political cartoon characters, once that level of reality is once again in, in, in infused into actions, once people have to take responsibility for what they've done, everything, everything changes in an effing heartbeat. Think about it, what'll happen? Donald will be taken before a magistrate. He will be indicted. There will be cameras rolling. If he's shooting his mouth off, he will be shut up. If he, and he will be told during that, during that indictment that he cannot go out and cannot speak about the case and cannot do anything more. He will be shut up like any other criminal defendant would be shut up. You shut your mouth. His attorneys will be trying to tell him to shut up. We will recognize this whole other, this whole other dynamic, the dynamic that we associate with people who have been indicted for major crimes. Here in this case, one of the biggest crimes you could possibly commit within any country, attempting to take it down. Insurrection, fomenting insurrection against the United States of America. In most times, uh, this would be a capital offense. In other words, this, this typically would be the type of thing that would get a death sentence going with it. Think about that for a second. This is, this is Benedict Arnold. This is, this is but done, done cartoonishly, it becomes nothing more than a ha-ha-ha. When you suddenly slam this thing, you slam dunk everything that we've experienced in, back into reality, and that happens with the indictment of Donald Trump. Then, okay, then try this. You, Ron DeSantis taking away Disney's privileges because they don't like the law and had the nerve to say they don't like a law where he is stifling free speech and not allowing people to talk about sexuality and all this other crap that he's there. All of a sudden, he doesn't have, not only does he not have the cartoonish pillow that you land on, the, par, the, the pillow that is Donald Trump, that no matter what I do, this is going to keep going, no longer do the sycophants of Trump and, and he, and of, of DeSantis, have Trump, the Trump pillow, the, 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 the impenetrable, the unsinkable ship of, of, of Donald Trump, the big, the, big, the big marshmallow floating on, on, on an ocean of lies. Not only is that gone... But suddenly, DeSantis has to recognize two things. First of all, the, the, uh, those events, those, those horrific things, taking all of these you know, transgender kids and basically turning them, in, and, and basically, uh, turning them into, into, into objects of derision in the name of sports equality, basically taking away free speech in the name of parental rights. I mean, all of a sudden, all of this becomes transparent for what it is. 
there's no longer the echo of Donald the Impenetrable in the background. There's no longer this sense, it's okay. There's always these, these, these marshmallow, marshmallow padding in the cell, this, the crazy cell that we're all in. Donald keeps it all from ever getting dangerous. We simply go ahead and we can do this to our heart's content and we can bitch and yell and scream and talk about it and the libs get all crazy and what difference you take Donald out of the equation how by making him responsible for the criminal acts that he's responsible for and you nail people around him and suddenly a DeSantis has to sit there and say where does this all end I want to be I'm 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 out there promoting myself. Greg Abbott, I'm out there promoting myself as Donald too. Yeah, maybe, maybe he won't run. But it won't, that, that, that would be the only reason why he wouldn't be president again. If I run, I probably can be president. And if I don't become president, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll have my own little insurrection, maybe in the back of their minds. And I'll, I'll probably get there one way or the other anyway. That's, that's there. You put Donald in a, in a lineup or a lockup or any place you have to put him after you've had an official indictment of the man and you start this trial and you make that the end point of where all this ultimately goes if you try to tread the path with Donald, if, you, if you're walking next to him, sycophantically looking up to him and, and, and just sort of, you know, sort of egorishly tracking along with him and, and just worshipfully watching him and saying, I want to be like you. I want to be like Donald. Like Donald means indicted. Like Donald means if you do the types of things you're doing, if you do Donald-like things, if you do things that are inspired by the hatred and the fear and the anxiety and the antipathy and the tribalization that Donald has attempted to foment in, in, in the interest of preserving his cartoonishness, don't expect it to just be a cartoon ending. You see, this is serious. You see what just happened to Donald? He got indicted. That's what happens. If you act and do criminal acts, if you act like a criminal, being a cartoon character will not protect you. That will change a whole shitload of stuff in this country. How does the typical Donald sycophant react to his indictment. Okay, it's a lie, it's, uh, uh, fake news, blah, 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 yell, scream, blah, 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 blah. But it sinks in rather quickly that he's been indicted and you're not going to be, oh, you're, oh, you're not going to hear from him no more. No, no, no. Well, you, will, you won't hear from him at least until or through the trial. And the trial will be a long one, of course. And his lawyers will drag it out one, you know, any way they can. At a minimum, he will wind up being confined. He'll lose his passport. Not that he's going to be traveling much overseas anyway, unless to Russia. Uh, he'll lose his passport, and essentially he will be under some kind of ankle bracelet house arrest. 
if he wants to stay out of jail during that time. Remember, he will have been indicted for one of the highest possible crimes in the United States. Does he have the means or the and or the intention and or the, the capability and the desire to leave, to flee? Damned right. And he'll be here. And he'll be here quietly. And the Republicans can sit around and they can say, this is so unfair what they're doing to him. Now, what do you do? Do we, we're, let's, let's storm Mar-a-Lago and free him? Let's think about this. What, what happens next? We're going to, Donald, we're going to unindict you? Maybe uh, we'll, 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 we'll take, we'll seize the Department of Justice building. We'll seize, uh, we'll seize, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the, the FBI. We'll, we'll go to Langley and we'll take over the building. We'll take over DOJ and, and, and we're going to hold everybody and we're going to have an insurrection. What do you do? Is that realistic? Can you can you imagine that? And I mean, and I really I really want I want Trump supporters to think about this. And and when you start hearing a people like a DeSantis or somebody, or 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 anyone, this whole coterie of people who now have built their careers, their political careers, on the back of this of this soft landing cartoon called Donald Trump because it can appeal to the masses. When you suddenly, when they all begin to, wait a minute, this guy's been indicted. This is the end point of going down the path with him. This begins to finally filter in. Now, what happens? How do rational, and there'll be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Republicans are suddenly going to find religion. How do they tread the line between, well, uh, I don't support any acts of insurrection and I don't support that, but I, I feel, it's a, I feel it's, a, it's a shame that this happened, blah, 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 and they're all thinking about what their liability might be going forward and having to basically deal with the red meat people who no longer have the Donald cartoon show to deal with on a daily basis, who no longer can hear from him in any shape or form, where it's just them now, just these politicians who have redefined themselves as reflections of Donald. Where does this go? I would contend that there are a couple of ways or several ways that it ultimately can go, that things could get ugly, that... Uh, I, I have one very extreme thought, which I will not reveal to you because it's extreme, but it's possible. Because, you know, in, in a situation like this where we've gone this far, propping up a, a criminal, a criminal cartoon character, and suddenly reality in, in intervenes, and, and it's happening in a country with the resources and the strength and the military that we have, I'll say no more. A lot of really weird things could happen once reality uh, hits Donald. But at a minimum, there is going to be a lot of uh, 
unhappiness among the base. Let, let's start with that. What will that result in? What might that result in? If you're, if you're a huge Donald fan, and, you're, and, and you've been out there and mouthing whatever the hell you heard on Newsmax, whatever the hell you heard Tucker talking about, and you've, been, and you've been throwing out the same BS, and Fox, what is Fox doing now? Is Fox and Newsmax, are they saying, this is an illegal indictment? Is, is that where they're going with this? Do you believe that the Murdochs are basically going to stay totally and completely hitched to Donald's star throughout everything that comes forward? When there will be a basically a, a, a gag order against Donald, how do you think that will spill over into the media? You can, well, we have First Amendment rights, but do you really want to go that route? Does Fox want to keep its head up that high above water and make sure that it becomes part of the witness process and potentially part of an invest or being investigated itself for what it's doing? And reading that in the end of the day, Donald's going down, does Fox want to become the martyr station, the station for political martyrs American political martyrs who are, will be eventually convicted insurrectionists. Is, is this what Fox is about? Does Fox want to be that, want to be the, the visual representation, the, the, the verbal, the audible, the, the, the experienceable rep representation of the anti-American model? An insurrectionist that's been convicted, and we are going to stay out there, and forever we are going to be home base for all those who want to fill in the blank. Stop the performance of American law. Cease and desist. Have America cease and desist from being able to fulfill its legal system. Killing all law and order killing all rules and regulations, demeaning entirely the entire structure of, of crime and punishment within American society. We, Fox, want to be the fomenters of that. We want to be the, the, uh, uh, we want to be the face of destroy America. Destroy America, destroy the Americans, or 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 no, this is not really America. Here we we want to be the other America. Do you think the Murdochs will see the profit in that? Do you think they'll be able to figure out that, geez, we're gonna make ourselves a fortune and it really won't matter that we take the country down with us, or it does the country no, no, it won't happen. There'll never be people fighting in the streets. It can't go that far. We'd never have to bring the military in to basically bring order in America. No, we can, you can beat this democracy up. You can rip it to shreds. You can, you can destroy it. You can do anything you want. It's self-correcting. It'll always come back. Nothing. You can't hurt America. Well, that might be a thought if you believe America is, in fact, the cartoon 
that Donald Trump has convinced people that he is, and therefore everything around him, everything that reflects off of him, takes on a cartoon sheen. But as I say, when you take that sheen away, you remove the cartoonishness, and reality comes raging in, and people get angry. And people want to react, and people want to know why. And a lot of people will feel very, very betrayed. They may feel betrayed by Donald. They may feel betrayed by, by Republican leaders. They may feel even more betrayed than they already feel by them, them damn horrible libs. They may hate Biden even more. He did this. There's no independence here. This is a complete setup. It's fake news. All that'll be out there, but there will be an indictment for insurrection against a former president of the United States. Perhaps the single biggest political and legal event, short of our, short of the Civil War, I guess, but, but well, maybe bigger than in many ways in the history of this country. The ultimate inflection point for America Boy, did we screw up. Boy, do we, like all Americans and all people, in a relatively just world, and certainly in a world, in a country that's run by laws, rules, and ethics, norms, and has a historical basis, and a justice system that is supposed to be fair for all. Boy, did we screw up, and boy, do we have to try to make good and come back from that. Can we? Will we? Is it reasonable to imagine that we will? I don't know. I do know that it will take the... F a a force of will, there will be a moment where the need to sustain the cartoon and the cartoon protection given to base anger and antipathy that is all embodied in Donald Trump, there will be that moment after his indictment where the force of that and the desire to sustain it on the part of Trump sycophants and Republicans generally, will come into direct conflict with the desire to basically preserve the country that everyone else will have going. And, and it will depend largely on, on the numbers, on the force. How, how strongly do we want to preserve this country? Will we be able to just have the, the, the spiritual mass, the spiritual force generated by those who wish to preserve this country and who recognize that justice must be done. Will the force, will the, the spiritual, the collective mass of their positive energetic thoughts, their collective capacity, our collective capacity, I would suggest, to move the events of the universe, will that, it'll certainly come into conflict with the desires of those, the, the negative forces of those who want to basically take the country down in the name of a cartoon called Donald. What will 
what will come of that? Will, will the crazies suddenly go back under rocks like they usually do and have, for the most part, since the Second World War, which has protected us effectively from facing the demise of the country, a la someone like a Trump? Will most of the crazies mumble and, and you know, and, and, and bitch and moan in bars and, and, and essentially, you know, occasionally you, you, you get the, the, the crimes that they commit and, and the weird stuff that they believe in and it gets out there, it makes the news, but will they essentially decompress or, or lose energy to the point where they are not a physical force in the country? Will the crazies leave the country alone and basically let it work? Or does it go in another direction? I, I, I suggest to you that, that this, is, this is what we're coming up to. This, this, this is getting serious. This is going to get very serious. And we, yes, we, you know, uh, Ukraine is there and all that. And Ukraine, uh, well, I mean, there's another thing in Ukraine. It's like, what does winning or losing mean in Ukraine? How long can that go on? Is, 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 is America's view and viewing of Ukraine and what the Russians are doing there, is, is there some kind of a, will there be a warped sense of, uh, on the part of Trumpians, that they should fight to, with every last bit of their strength, Allah, the Ukrainians against the Russians, are the Dems and the Libs and, and the Biden people, are they suddenly the new Russians attacking us? Blah. I don't know. I, I, who knows? In, in an analogy-driven, uh, uh, media-driven, uh, social media-fueled, uh, information war, constant uh, kind of an environment, I don't know how this is going to go. I do know, and I think it would be foolish not to predict, that there will be substantial changes, near-term changes. There'll be, there'll be seismic, there'll be a sensation of a seismic thing happening when Donald is indicted. Because if he's not indicted, the ultimate seismic shock will be far, far, far greater and more immediate and more predictable because the idiots will believe they can do it again. And they will. And they'll try it one more time. That's, that's an even bigger fear. I don't have a fear of Merrick Garland doing his job. I don't have a fear of the indictments coming down against Trump and others. I have a concern. I don't like what I know will be difficult times, but it's the only way by facing our fears, our fear of admitting what we did, naming it, looking at it, and dealing with it until we can collectively suppress that fear. And that's what's the heart of this whole, uh, the whole insurrection and everything leading up to it in the Trump world. Facing our fear of ourselves, our fear of being American, our fear of being affiliated, all the fears that have been fed to us, everything that goes back to the notions of slavery and everything else, it's all there. It's coming to a head, folks. It may not get resolved, but we're going to have to face it. A lot of us. And those who won't, it gets even worse. 
But it's all going to come together in the indictment of Donald Trump. Because if Trump is not indicted, it will only get worse. And it may get worse. Wouldn't take much time. Donald runs again, loses, and then goes ahead and decides, this time I'm going to make it work. No. Hey! And then it'll be too late. Donald Trump must be indicted for crimes, for, for major crimes, against the United States of America. And then we begin. Can you believe the word I'm going to use? We begin to heal. We begin to feel less fearful. I, I, I say this to Republicans. You actually will feel better. The universe will be moving in a better direction. The world will look at America and say, damn it, it took them a hell of a long time, but they, well, yeah. We will become, uh, to some extent, uh, you know, keep the metaphor going here, uh, a, a slightly brighter beacon up on the hill. Apologies uh, for the misquote of uh, Bush 41. But we can't avoid the reality of what we must do. And if we do, we can't avoid the reality of what we will suffer even worse. Donald Trump must be indicted. It's just a question of when. Will there be a good time to do this? I would suggest the sooner the better. But we'll see. Ah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a lovely Friday here in New York, by the way. <laughs> up here on the Hudson River and in, in, in the Hudson Valley and what we would call, I guess I'm just about it, we would call this mid or just, just barely lower Hudson, but mid Hudson over here. Uh, I'm looking at the Hudson River right now. I can still see it. There are leaves just coming out on the trees within the next two or three weeks. Uh, the view of the Hudson will be blocked until November or December, depending on when the leaves all fall. Uh, but uh, for now, uh, the mornings are, are, are beautiful. Uh, Rosy-fingered dawns, as, as uh, uh, you know, Fanero de Dr. Los Ayos, as Homer would have said, and, and in the evening, some of the most beautiful, when the moon is full especially, uh, some of the most beautiful uh, moonsets, well, actually, they, they've been coming at about 4 in the morning, 3, 4 in the morning, and you see the moon over the Hudson. It's gorgeous. And the earth will continue much this way no matter how we deal with this situation, for quite some time to come. But let's will, let's fearlessly decide to do the right thing when we're supposed to do it. It's, it's all so simple when, when, when it's put out that way. It never is when you get down into the weeds and the details. It really all comes down to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. A little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident and as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. You're probably a eh, 50-50 chance. Well, I, I, I haven't checked how exactly those numbers play out, but you may be listening to us on our radio loop, the second link on our homepage, the one that lets you listen to this show running in a loop, Running well, live to live to to to, to modem, as it were, and it's running uh, for uh, you know forever until our next show comes up. Or you're listening to us as a podcast, uh, either through this link, www.centralefttalkradio.com, or wherever your podcasts are found, and you do that by looking for Center Left Radio. But if it's Friday and you're looking for a certain co-host, that's a whole other thing. That transcends how you're listening to us. It talks more to why you're listening to us. And it begins with my favorite words on a Friday morning. David, what's on your mind? There is a ton of stuff. Uh, yeah. We can break this out by just basically saying. So let's talk about legal rulings first. J- David, so would you two- before you even do that, would you tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. If you like where you can listen to me, you can find me on twitch.tv slash freshfacesnewideas, and you can find me on Twitter at facesideas. As well as, obviously, on Friday on Central Left Radio. But I'm sorry. We go on from there. So uh, first, let's talk about the, the mask mandate. So a judge in Florida blocked the 
the countrywide mask mandate for travel. So it's not just plane, it's not just planes, it's it's uh, trains and buses as well. Right now, this is being this is part of the anti mitigation effort that the right has because there is. I, I've usually said there is no mitigation effort that they've stood for. I was wrong. There is one that they've stood for, and it's the racist one. It's it's Title Forty Two. Ah, 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 yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Title 42, for those of you who don't a, a, know, a, a is, technical distinction there. Okay, okay. Is a, a Stephen Miller baby. Yeah. Um, it basically says that you can deport anybody uh, before they can make, regardless of whether they've made an asylum claim or not, because of an ongoing health emergency. Exactly. So, the and the Biden administration is considering ending this. Um I don't know how effective this was. It doesn't seem to have uh, stopped the flow. It's also not how COVID gets into the country. Uh, so there's that. It's, but it's, also it's, we- an, it's, an, it's an anti-science, anti-everything. It's another one of just the snarky, snide, little racist things that you throw out there that the red meat people go, yeah, and don't have to understand anything behind it. And Stephen Miller was the patron saint of all that stuff. Right. So now Republicans are saying, oh, this is going to open the border even more than it is. Right. There was right, that right, right. one Republican member who said that Border Patrol, there was a, a report that Border Patrol had apprehended a million people or something this year. And then they tweeted out they'd apprehended a billion people. Only a billion? Oh, geez. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think if, if Joe Biden's administration has apprehended a billion people crossing the southern border, which is like... <laughs> A seventh of the world's population. Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden would be the most anti-immigrant president in history <laughs> by a margin that can't even be comprehended. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think you and I would probably uh, we'd be applauding his anti-immigrant status at the same time. It, that that would be the stuff of some kind of uh, some kind of disaster uh, film, you know, sort of a, with, with plenty of CGI and everything thrown in. But okay, yeah. Uh, but look, they're arguing, oh, you got to keep Title 42 because it keeps all the, the border stuff safe. But you can't do both. You can't, you either have to have both of them, either the mass mandate and Title 42, or you can't have either. You cannot argue that you cannot have mitigation efforts inside the country, but you should have ineffective ones on the border. Why, am, why are you the first person I'm hearing this from? Why does that make so much sense? And why are you the first person I'm hearing this from? That, that is absolutely common sense. It is. It's, it's just it's argument. Uh, David, you're, I mean, you're, break, you're breaking up slightly, David. You're breaking up just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, either way, it's nonsense. Yeah. Like, 40, Title 42 should be removed it, either way. Um, but the mask mandate's like, it's wild that they just, I, I don't understand the, the joy of it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's literally, it's like putting on a shirt. It's actually less effort than putting on a shirt. Yeah. It's just wild to me. And then the other case I want to talk about is the Puerto Rico case of the Supreme Court. Ah. Um, look, based on the way they've ruled it, it seems like they made the right ruling. It doesn't seem like their ruling is totally to the uh, to the case, and it also doesn't make it any less fucked up. 
so the ruling they had was that this guy traveled, I believe it was from New York, to go back to Puerto Rico. But when he went to Puerto Rico, he's no longer allowed to have access to the Social Security that he paid into when he was living on the mainland. Because apparently, we have decided for the last 100 years that uh, territories don't get the same rights as U.S. citizens. And due to that, they we have this set of clauses. So the guy sued under the Fifth Amendment, not the Fourteenth. Yeah. And somehow the judges decided it was a different type of case, even though nobody brought that up, in order to deny this person. So it was an eight-one decision. This, yeah. and their argument ultimately boiled down to: go call representative to change, it, except for the small problem in. Puerto Rico doesn't have any actual representatives in Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 is a problem. Yeah. It, it on its face, it's, it seems it seems grossly unfair to me. The whole thing. I understand why the Supreme Court justices were able to go eight one because once a once a an element of standing law was uh, breached or you know or broached as it were. They, they didn't have much of a choice once that was there facing them. But it also makes it impossible. Justice clearly is not being done. The law is being upheld. Justice is not being done. This happens quite frequently. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, apparently there is a case coming up to deal with these, uh, with these, these set of cases that yeah. we maybe overturn them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't mean that, like, this is, this is a, not something that, like, maybe you should use as a push for, uh, for uh, Puerto Rico statehood if they wanted. It's certainly a push for D.C. statehood, which, yeah. you know, would be nice for the people of D.C. to have access to you bet. Know, statehood and you representation. Bet. You bet. Uh, so so there's there's that. Then we have, I have to ask you this, just because this broke last night. Um, have you happened to see, did you happen to watch Battle last night? Uh, no, I did not see Rachel last night. No, I did not. Okay. So, I finished streaming because I stream from usually about 7 to 9 p.m. I went upstairs. I was eating. I was flipping back between the Grizzlies game and Maddo because the Grizzlies. It, it was a block. I was like, oh, okay, this is all. David, 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 if I may, we, we, you, you are dropping in and out. I don't know if you're, if you're working off of uh, earbuds or what, but you're dropping in and out. Are, can, can you correct that slightly? I. I have no way to correct okay. that. Okay. Just okay. Okay. Just, just, just stay stay close to your internet enabled device is all I would suggest. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what happened yesterday was there was a New York Times story that came out. Yeah. Basically saying that uh, McCarthy and McConnell are chicken shit, which is true. Um, they, they depending on which one it was. So they've had this information for a year. And basically, the, the article broke down that McCarthy talked a big game. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go tell this, uh, tell Trump to resign. He's responsible for all this. Right. That McCarthy said, actually said all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's been all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. McConnell apparently said, oh, the Democrats are going to take care of him for us. Yep. And then the, both of them backed down. Like, this is uh, in, the, in the article. One of the things it quotes is, McCarthy thought that siding with the Democrats on this, on what happened January 6th, would be more divisive to the country than, than not siding with them. A, a mindset that is so logically stupid, it cannot be described in words. This man, 
came to the conclusion that siding with the rest of the country, that the guy who incited the attack on the Capitol would do more to divide the country than siding with the guy who attacked the Capitol. You, you, and I, you and I can totally, obviously, and, 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 and many millions of Americans can totally agree with that because we're outside of the Republican uh, bubble. We're outside of the echo chamber. Somehow, that echo chamber is a lot stronger than I think people on the outside of it looking in and being able to look with reason and logic and, and morality and ethics more than it's a lot crazier in there and it changes reality a lot more than any of us really i i, I guess are willing to accept well i mean there's there's studies on what they they do and don't show. yeah but, yeah, um, yeah yeah but it, it it's also like even on a political level it would have been smarter for them to do this because let's say let's say they do this if if they if they dump trump after January 6th, there's a chance that they keep the Senate. Yeah. Then let's say let's say they don't keep the Senate. Let's say we're still stuck in a 50-50. Uh, uh, we're still basically stuck in the same way. Right. He also wanted to get rid of the Twitter responses from like Marjorie Taylor Greene's stuff. Well, if you back to January 6th commission, you would be in a stronger position to remove them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let me put the are. The Biden administration is not like an overwhelmingly like left-wing policy that's going to steamroll the, the Republicans in the midterms. Like the, the Republicans' biggest Achilles seal is their party is filled with lunatics who do lunatic things and yeah. say lunatic things all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on every political level, it would strengthen their party. And let's say it doesn't. Let's say they lose in in 22. Maybe there's a bit more of an expansion for the Senate and a bit more for the House. Okay? Right. Like, maybe we get Build Back Better passed. Maybe we bring back the child tax credit. Like, it's not like they're 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 going to get wiped out in the way that they should. Like, there is no political calculus where this is the answer, where the, where the answer they took was the smart one. There just isn't. Fear, fear and ignorance goes a long way. And inside the bubble, that would seem to be the controlling, the controlling forces. There's no logic. There's no political logic. There's no, there's no human rational logic. There's certainly no spiritual uh, foundation for doing what they did, except near-term expediency. And in the case of, of having to support an, a guy who, is, who has fomented insurrection on TV before the entire world, you have to be so damned afraid to hang on to that guy knowing what most likely will be happening to him at some point in the future and, and so then he puts out a statement saying the new york times is lying this isn't true sure yeah yeah, yeah. what, what else are you gonna say yeah 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 there's audio that came out last night of him saying the exact same things that yeah. was in the new york times piece <laughs> i mean he's he's done yeah, there's there's no chance that McCarthy becomes even if the Republicans win, like the the prostrating he has to do in order to remain in power is it's like how do you have any 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 
I know you can't have any dignity left, but like, to, no position is worth what he's going to have to put himself with to get to good standings with those crazy people. It just is. The the only the only situation I can see, and this is a, this is. I don't think this is beyond the realm of possibility, but the only thing I can see that would give McCarthy a chance, take some of the heat off of him, would be if Trump gets indicted in the relatively near future. And then McCarthy no longer has, unless he's completely nuts, and at that point decides he's going to now embrace Trump all the stronger and say, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. But Trump would probably be under a gag order, which is what most federal courts would do with a pending trial at the level of criminality that is associated with fomenting insurrection against the United States of America. He's going to be, he's going to have an ankle bracelet, and he essentially will be under a total, total total gag order. So unless McCarthy would want to, um, would want to really even then uh, be too afraid to basically let go of him because of the immediate, 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 immediate uh, issue of what will we do with the red, be- the red meat base, and that is going to be problematic, I think that might be an out for McCarthy and others. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe, um, maybe, only well, maybe. there's another out. I mean, look, you could have just had a backbone because, yes, while we're talking about um, a, a chunk of your base because you don't really have any popular support in the country, you're talking about 10% of your base. They're right. still crazy. Right, yeah. They're still going to come back. They're not going to vote Democrat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't put the apparatus of the actual Republican Party behind them, other than, like, the superest red districts, these people are not going to be, uh, are not going to exist. Yeah, no, I, 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 to- I totally, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. And and you can do that. You can pull away. Right now, you can. They can all get together. They can have a big meeting, as, as Republicans tend to do. Put out all the marching orders, and everybody pulls away from Trump now. And there'll be a few crazies that won't, but the vast majority will. They'll go with the marching orders. They'll be relieved for having done it. Any other way of getting rid of Trump, and by that I mean simply Trump being indicted, but that will do it, is going to create a real, ugly, horrible tension in this country. There's no smooth way. And and the ability of the Republican Party to control what would happen at that point is absolutely eliminated. You're, You're throwing everything into the hands of fate, as it were. The only control they have, and I so agree with you on this, is to get rid of him now, as late as the date is. Get rid of him now, before the indictment comes down. But, I mean, do you see any chance of that happening? Uh, no. But also, like, there is another shock that's going on here, because currently, as we're today, so sometimes today, I don't know when this is, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to have to testify about whether or not she deserves to be on the ballot because of what she did on January. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That that case comes up today. Oh, wait, I forgot about that. Oh, that's yeah, going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch that because that's going to be pretty wild. That's going to be interesting. Uh, she's going to obviously be talking crazy talk. And she's, you know, and, and she'll have to deny that she ever talked about insurrection. She'll have to pull a, a, a Kevin McCarthy. Uh, well, here it is on tape. But no, I didn't really say that. Well, no, I didn't really mean that. Well, I didn't really say it. But well, it's fake, you know, and she'll have to prove that she's crazy. 
because reality will not exist. Evidence does not exist. This, you know, David, you're on to some folks, everybody out there listening. <laughs> Listen to this. This is important. This, is a, this could be a precursor to much of what is going to be happening coming down the path uh, that could either direct the Republicans to do something smart or give a sense of how a Donald Trump trial is ultimately going to go. Thank you for bringing that up, David. Well, because she's the furthest along, because there's at least two. It's her, I know her and Cawthorn are the furthest along. Um, I don't think he has to testify yet. No, she has no. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, we got to talk about some of these these uh, these these states. So there's three states in particular: uh, Connecticut, Tennessee, and Florida that I want to talk about. First is Connecticut. Connecticut is the only blue state doing preventative abortion protection. Yeah. So basically, they're creating laws that say, "Hey, if you come to Connecticut." to get an abortion from one of these red states that are absolutely going to ban abortion. They're then going to ban contraception, and then they're going to criminalize miscarriages. Um, you're going to be safe. They're not going to be able to sue you, and if they do, you can countersue them for more money. Right, um, right. We're not going to extradite any of the doctors. Like, this is going to be an abortion sanctuary state. Yeah. It's the only state doing that. I, I thought New York was talking about that, but no, they haven't gotten any closer to doing it yet. Right. Connecticut is actually, the, the bill is up. They're passing it in the House. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I also want to talk about Texas. Do you know how much money the uh, the country lost because of uh, Greg Abbott's stunt? With the sending the bus up to uh, Washington, D.C.? Oh, New no, York. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The one at the border. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. With the, with the trucks, stopping the trucks. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost afraid to find out. Tell me. $10 billion in, in, in $9 billion in 10 days. Good Lord. Has, has that stopped? Has it stopped? Has he, is, is, is yeah, the trap? Yeah. No, he only lasted 10 days. Oh, good Lord. A it billion a day. Nice going, Greg. How, yeah. How destructive these things are being. Like, it is truly insane how bad they are. This. They're, he's like, he may be one of the leading sources of inflation in the country until whatever happens, until we get the, the backlash from what's going on with China. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. A, David, we're losing you again. I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tennessee tossed a couple people off their ballot. Their GOP did this. One of those was the Trump-endorsed candidate. And they basically did this because they're like, hey, you know, you haven't lived in the district long enough to do it. Um, which is interesting to see how he's going to respond to this. Um, the other thing Tennessee did is they're passing a bill that uh, decriminalizes whether or not teachers can misgender people. Um, huh. Part of this, first off, I, I don't understand this. This is this is like the mask to me. I don't understand why calling somebody by a different pronoun makes a difference in your life. People go by nicknames. They go by, you call them by a pronoun anytime. There's no, like, it, it, the bill is basically you, you're allowed to be an asshole. Um, and even in the bill, it acknowledges that if this is struck down, it's going to mess with their with their uh, um, with their budget, and also the, in their bill they acknowledge what they're doing is illegal. It's uh, basic gender care is allowing for children to have a pronoun of their choice. Yeah. Well. Well. Again, all of these things 
will eventually work their way up through the federal courts and, and essentially all will be found or they should all be found illegal. It never seems to bother <coughs> the passers of these bills whether or not they know that in the end they will be overturned. It's the immediacy of the social media hit. That's what they're going for. That's all this is about because Donald still has gone without having any kind of consequences brought on him for what he... Donald, Donald is at the base and the heart of all of this. As long as Donald Trump is out there, his smiling orange-haired image or whatever color it is now saying you could do whatever the hell you want because I could kill someone on Fifth Avenue and they won't touch me. As long as that's going on, these idiots will continue to do that. That's their protection and the and their and their base understands it that will change yeah and then we have uh florida let's talk about florida ah ah yes so florida had a special session yesterday that did two things the second one is not getting a lot of talk but the first one is is important so basically what they did is they dissolved disney's like special special tax status now i'm all for that I don't think corporations should have special tax shelters. I think they're massive enough. They can pay their own taxes. I think that's a good thing. But they didn't do this from, for out, some outright state of fairness. The reason they did this is entirely due to political uh, backlash. Right. And, and, and what's making it even uglier is that they're denying that that's why they did it, which is, which is even— Oh, no, no, they're not denying it. They, well, well, the, the, well the, guy, the guy, the, 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 re, the Republican who wrote the bill— said, no, 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 this is not, I, I saw this, I saw some clip of that. The guy who actually put the bill through uh, said, no, it wasn't. But everybody knows it was political. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, both DeSantis and the lieutenant governor have said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a... But does it, does it change the fact that it's, that it's ugly and wrong? Um, and also, here's the other part, and, I, and if I'm jumping in on, on your thought, uh, stop me, that the money that would not be available to Disney or the, or the discounts, the tax discounts, will have to be picked up by the county, by Orlando. Yeah, so there's two things here. Uh, one, that Disney keeps their ten, uh, $10 million tax cut. Um, and two, basically by dissolving this special uh, tax shelter, there's a, between a billion and $2 billion dollars in um in debt because of basically disney's financing that will go that is prote protected to go to the the citizens unless they cancel it so in which case they'll be giving disney a, a two billion dollar tax a bigger a bigger cut than they would have been giving if they'd kept the current state or the well now previous state oh no 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 this hasn't been signed into law yet i don't think it's still right, and it won't take effect till next year. Yeah, so so if this takes effect, Disney comes out better financially, bottom line, than, very likely than they would if they hadn't gotten into this whole political stupidity thing to begin with. Fascinating. Right, and the important thing to talk about is what Disney did. So basically, they said nothing about the "Don't Say Gay" bill, and then the it passed. And their, their workers like, hey, you can't, like, you know, we want you to make a statement. You're Disney. This is Florida. You right. basically run this place. Right. And they're like, yeah, you know, we don't like this bill. We would like it to uh, be uh, struck down or uh, not pass at all. And that's it. They haven't done anything else with it. Yeah. 
There is no response. And they're all like, oh, you can't be political or if you're going to be political and woke and all this will come at you. First off, that's not how things work. Like, the being apolitical doesn't exist in a corporation. If you lobby, you are political. Of course. That's literally how it works. Yeah. Uh, also, Disney is, like, solely responsible for how our copyright laws are written. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we're not talking about, like, a random entity here. They have a, They have a lot of power. Now... The other part, and this is the more damning part, the more the more ridiculous part of this uh, special session. This is the part where apparently they cut the Wi-Fi and the cameras so people couldn't see. The second part of what this this uh, this session did was to pat was to okay the new maps, the congressional maps for Florida. Yeah, and the new maps were not drawn by Congress. DeSantis drew the new maps, and in those new maps. He wiped out two, two predominantly black districts. And I don't know if they forced them into Republican districts or he just got rid of them. But two predominantly black districts were just wiped out because DeSantis got to draw the power for himself. And then I think they added uh, how many new Republican districts came in? I have no idea. Uh, four. I haven't looked into it that much. Four, four new Republican districts came in after they wiped out the two Democratic. So it would be a net change of six seats in Congress if this were if this actually went through. Now, this will be challenged instantaneously. And if the Justice Department does what it's been doing recently, this will never make it into the November ballot. But... They're doing it anyway because DeSantis feels he has that big cushion called Donald that allows for this level of hubris to go out there because the base just loves anything that you can do to take it to the Dems until they understand that there are consequences. And again, I keep going back to the fact that you have to basically indict Donald. This, this changes everything. It's going to change the whole dynamic. Everything down the line changes. This sense of permissiveness, this sense of we can do anything because we, any of us could go there and, and, and we could stand with him on Fifth Avenue and shoot people dead and we're all protected. This is, this is the mentality, the sick mentality within the Republican Party and a especially at the level of a DeSantis or an Abbott. But this is going to change. It's going to change dramatically. Meanwhile, with, with people like yourself, thank God, keeping track of this stuff on, 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 a, on a granular level, this has to be brought out again and again and again, just how bold and ridiculous these people are being. Uh, we can't lose track of that and just say, oh, well, it'll all come to pass down the line. That's why we're so grateful to have you on uh, Center Left Radio on Fridays. But, but when they're not listening to you on Center Left, when we're not, when we're not all, I'm talking to you, when our listeners are not listening to you on Friday on Center Left Radio, where else are they getting you, David? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas and Faces Ideas on Twitter. Excellent. And, and, and keep listening to David. Please keep listening to Center Left Radio. It's going to get curiouser and curiouser. Uh, it's, but it's Friday and the weather is lovely here in the central Hudson Valley. And I can't think of a better way to, uh, just take a pause in our thoughts and maybe our more, uh, excitable emotions. Good way to do that is with a little jazz.
listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. The foolishness, the ridiculous legislation, the, the cartoonish way in which Republicans are continuing to act is only possible because they believe somehow in their minds that Trump is invincible. Once he is indicted, the entire equation changes. Reality comes crashing down. They become responsible for their own actions, and who knows where the base goes. Republicans, you can still change this.